You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network podcast episode number 125, featuring Bruce Smith, Hearst Olds expert and collector. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, run along to meet a special guest of the show, Brute Smith. Rare American Muscle is a large part of Bruce's automotive passion as well as his garage. Along with an award-winning 2017 Terlingua, Bruce owns some of the finest examples of Hearst Olds cars, including displays in Motorsports Hall of Fame in Daytona. And speaking of that, Bruce is a longtime friend and fan of the First Lady of Motorsports, Linda Vaughn. It's time to hang out with a tremendous friend to the Cars of Carlisle Network. So, let's get revved up. Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. It means the world to have you back again with us this week. In just a few minutes, we're going to go right to the interview with friend of the show, Bruce Smith. But remember, this is your podcast. Together, it's all about car community, car culture. Before we head upstate to speak with Bruce, I would like to express our gratitude to Cars of Carlisle's exclusive OEM sponsor, Porsche Mechanicsburg. Just a few minutes to the east of Carlisle, Pennsylvania, Porsche Mechanicsburg is the place if you have any interest in, in purchasing or looking into the automobiles from Stuttgart at 6625 Carlisle Pike, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. You can reach them at 717 590 8710 or just PorscheMechanicsburg.com. But check them out. They're building the Porsche Center, which we featured some episodes back. The state of the art facility is going to be immaculate and uh, so impressive. And with that, they offer a unique selection of new and pre owned Porsches to choose from or custom build your new Porsche through Porsche Mechanicsburg. Whether it be a Porsche 718, a Porsche 911, Panamera, Macan. Cayenne, Tycon, check them out. And again, a big thank you to Porsche Mechanicsburg. All right, let's blip the throttle downshift. It's time for this week's trivia question. And to keep in the spirit with Oldsmobile, let's steer our trivia question and answer in that general Oldsmobile direction. Here it is. In what year did the Olds Cutlass first pace the Indianapolis 500? That answer awaits at the end of this episode. It's time to meet my friend, Bruce Smith. Well, how do you know, how did you meet Linda Vaughn? It seems that we have a, a shared friend. I guess through the Hearst, right? I mean, you're 73. 73 Hearst, yeah, 72 Hearst. Now, the one that I, I looked up on Hot Rod Magazine, it was uh, the first year with the Colonnade. Can you tell me more about that? That's the 73? Right. Yes. Okay, and they had the swivel seat, right? The swivel, swivel buckets? Yes. Yeah, swivel bucket seats. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah they, they made a thousand ninety-four of those, I believe, and half were black. Wow. 
Wow, that's really cool. Now, yours is the uh, the gold over the white, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Yep. I bought that brand new in June of 1973. No kidding. Wow. So was that right off? The, did you order it? Was it already on the showroom? Or tell what was the story behind that? No, you, you couldn't order them. The dealers, the dealers placed orders before, so you ha and only certain dealers, depending on their sales, got certain cars. Okay. Now only some dealers got one. Uh, the dealer I went to was in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He got six of them. Okay. Now, was it the type of thing like we're seeing now with the C8 Corvette thing, where uh, dealers are charging exorbitant amounts above him above MSRP? Uh. No, basically it was it was no just list price. Okay. You know, you put your hundred dollars, you put your hundred dollars down. You didn't see it, and uh, they call you three, four months later and said your car is here. Come get it, and okay. it was uh, fifty-two hundred dollars. Wow, wow. Now, did you uh, just baby it back then? Was it? Uh, I mean, did, how many miles did it see on average in the in the early seventies? Oh, uh, not much. Okay. Not much. I only drove it. I, I only used it for a little bit. Uh, in 78, I put it away, and I didn't take it back out till the 90s. So okay. I only got 50,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. That is so low. That's incredible. Now, tell me um, about the 72. What's the story there? The 72 is one of the festival cars from the, uh, from the Indy race in uh, 1972. It's one of the 130 convertibles that were built. It's one of the 44 convertibles used at the track. Gotcha. Okay. That's impressive. And you still have that one, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's in the that's museum down in Daytona, the Motorsports okay. Hall of Fame Museum. Yes, I was, I was going to ask you which of the two was there. So it's the 72 that's there. That's excellent. And uh, where's home now? I'm in uh, uh, Stony Point, New York. Okay, all right. So then you were just down... Uh, tell the, Let me just... Uh, I mean, tell the, the Cars of Carlisle listeners, I mean, I'll be... Um, editing, editing this and putting it out, but I, I know the podcast listeners would love to know more about just uh, the Mustang Trilingua and just that fact that you came away with a blue ribbon and headed back to New York proudly two weekends ago. Yes, yes. So you did you trailer the uh, Trilingua down, or did you drive it down from New York? No, I pretty much trailered it all over the place. It's uh. It's a real special car. Basically, they only built 50 of them. I was going to say. And uh, out of the 50, I believe there's another convertible. Mine was the first one being built because they weren't going to build convertibles in this model year. For, this, for, this, for the Tlingo model. It was basically a race car built to drive on, on the road. Wow. And what year is it? It's the only What year did they do it? Uh, uh, they came out in 2016. Okay. Okay. Mine's a seventeen. Okay. They, we, you know, until we got the fifty car quota, they just, you know, it wasn't a car that anybody, you know, that everybody wanted or everybody could afford. Well, that's true, and I imagine extremely low miles on it. Correct? Oh yeah, it's only got. Uh, I think I just turned twenty one hundred miles off. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what a special car. What were some of the comments that you received from people that were coming by and seeing it at Carlisle two weekends ago? Well, people ask, uh, you know, who did all the modifications to the car? Uh -huh. They didn't realize that that was a you know, true Shelby. It came out of the factory that way. Right. You know, everybody thought it was all aftermarket stuff on there, but, you know, that's all, that's all Shelby. Yeah. When you only have 50 units, uh, it's beyond rare. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's an animal to drive. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And now have you, in those low 2,100 miles, have you ever uh, tracked it or anything, or just you just know from maybe just going around the, the block? Well, basically, I first, uh, Shelby brought me out to Las Vegas, and I just, I just had a super, uh, super stake done by them. Okay. And so uh, they were having a track event again, and they uh, asked if I'd like to come out and drive some of the prototypes. So they take you to the track where they have all the prototypes set up. You get to race all your car, all their cars, following one of their drivers. Wow. So we went down the line, and eventually I got it to the Tolingua, and uh, just. You know, you really can't explain it till you drive it. Mm. Mm. You know, how, how it handles and just the performance of the car. Wow. <clears throat> so, you know, I fell in love with it. And then they, uh, while I was, while I was there, came back to the, uh, to the, to the Shelby headquarters. They said, well, what do you think? I said, well, it's a great car. You know, I'd really love to have one. But, uh, right now, if I'm going to buy another car, I'm looking for a convertible. Mm-hmm. So, they said, well, the car's not available in convertible. So I said, well, we can come out with something else, and we'll uh, check it out from there. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went back home, flew back to New York, and two weeks later I got a call from Shelby, and they said, listen, you, you've been here a couple times. Uh, most of the people here know you. Uh, we decided we're going to build a convertible. Wow. So they kind of, you know, they kind of called my bluff. And was that was that oh. uh, Carol himself? No, that was uh, that was Gary Patterson, Vince, and the, uh, the salesman at the salesman at the time, Frankie. Okay, gotcha. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Carol, it's, it's, Carol passed away in two thousand twelve. Yeah, that's my bad. For I, I actually I didn't stop to think there was a five year gap there. That's that was my error. Yeah. So when they said they were, you know we're going to build it for you, what do you say? You know, it's uh, you know. How do you say no? How do you say no to a car that basically is starting off going to be close to one of one? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is an impossible yeah. no, right there. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know, I, well, I said, yeah, we'll go for it. Now I just had to figure out how to tell my wife. So, <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> and did she, did she actually, finally come around on it? I actually, I actually didn't tell her for a year because it took. Uh, I came, I, you know, a personal friend of mine here has a uh, Ford dealership here. So, he, and I told him the story. And, uh, and first of all, the car, the, listen, the, that car is, was $140,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I says, I went to, my, to the Ford dealer here. I said, listen, Shelby wants to build me a car. He said, well, you can't pass this up. He says, so I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to order you. A brand new 17 GT. We'll put everything in it. We're going to load it with everything option we can get on it. And he said, that's going to buy you about six, eight months. We'll have it drop shipped at Shelby in Las Vegas. That's going to take about, uh, you know, four or five months. And he said, figure a year or so. He says, and, uh, and I'll uh, work out. I'll be able to I'll get you financing. So I said, so let's do it. There it is. So then... A year later, I said to my wife, I said, let's, uh, let's grab a, let's take a flight out to Las Vegas. 
<laughs> for the weekend. Let's just, just oh, that sounds great. Let's do that. Sounds real good. Let's, yeah, let's let's bring Amory along. That's our that's our daughters. Uh-huh. Okay, that sounds fine. So we get there, we lay in Las Vegas, and I said, uh, "Let's. I want to take a ride over to Shelby Factory." <laughs> what? Why do you have to go over there? You, you go there. You've been there so many times already. You've seen it. Right. You know, there's really no need. I said, "Well, maybe look at some different shirts or something, just just to kill some time." Right. She says, "Okay." <laughs> so we go over, and uh, they take us. Take us inside, and they uncover, uncover the car, and they pull it out. My wife says, no, you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> did you do that? She says, you bought, you bought that car, didn't you? And my daughter, she knew all along. She just, she said, yeah, you bought the car. And the rest was, uh, you know, it was the sounds of silence for a couple months, but it was okay. <laughs> You navigated those waters, Bruce. You got through it. That's good. <laughs> That's a cool story. Well, how many uh, how many bays to the garage? How many uh, how many cars do you have in your total fleet right now? Uh, right now, uh, per, for personal vehicles, I have a four car garage. <clears throat> in the process of building another one, but uh, I have uh, three lifts, so I have one stacked on top of the other. Okay, gotcha. I have a, the uh, these oh eight signature edition super Stake, the uh, the Chalinga, the two Hurstoles, and I have an O three James Bond uh, Thunderbird. Oh wow! And uh, sixty seven four four two. Wow! Wow! You got some. You said that was a four four two. Yes. Wow. Now, what are some of the stories on the uh, the last the Super Snake? Now, that one, you know, that's uh, you're going back about ten, twelve years. Did you buy that? Yeah. Order that one uh, fully loaded. What was uh, the story on it? Yeah. No, that was uh, basically <clears throat> when it came out. Uh, you know, the 07, 08, You know, uh, you really didn't order. It's what the dealer had, or what mm-hmm. the dealer could get. Okay. So being the dealer was a, was a friend, I said I wanted one, and he said I'll get you one. Don't worry, I get it. So it came, comes through as a GT500. Mm. So, so the car was originally an 08 GT500. Okay. And then uh, it was about uh, oh, I guess about a year or so later, or maybe two years later, that uh, Shelby came out with. No, it was one. Now, I'm sorry. It goes back to uh, 2014. I saw it was long. It was a while. They came out with a 50-car package. They were going to make a signature edition Super Snake. Okay. And you, you could, uh, you know, if you had the GT500, you know, you could want to get in, you could be one of the 50. Wow. So I signed, you know, signed up for it and sent the, they picked the car up here in New York, took it back, and... Uh, Made a super snake out of it. Took the 500 horse or, and boosted up to 800 horse. Basically, the whole car was torn apart and rebuilt. So mm. it was a totally different car when I got it back. I the engine was done. The suspension was done. The wheels were done. The transmission, you know, right on down to uh, you know the cosmetics of different striping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, different hood. So I mean, it was a totally different car when it came back out. 
Wow. And then you, then you put 800 horsepower on a little Mustang. Oh, my God. Yeah, how is that to yeah. handle? So that, that baby, you just you just hold on. That's what you got to do. Wow. Wow. Is that a six-speed Tremec, or what is on that? Six-speed, yes. Okay, yeah. And I'm sure you can you can lay rubber probably in all six if you huh. wanted to. Just about. <laughs> just about. <laughs> wow. Now, with the 67442, did you buy it new? No, no, no. I just acquired it for a friend of mine who had it. He just had it sitting there, and we basically bartered on it, and I wound up with it. Okay. All right. And sure. then the 03 James Bond, are you a Bond fan, or what was the, what was the story behind that T-Bird? Well, it was bought brand new. I saw the, uh, you know, I saw Ford advertise, had a brief advertisement on the 007 T-Bird. For 03, a limited edition, uh, they only built 700 of them. So there again, went to the Ford dealer, and I said, uh, I'd like to have one of those. And he said, I'll see what I can do. So it's number, I think it's number 68 of 700. Wow, low number, that's great. So number. it only comes in white interior, only came with the salmon color. Okay. You, know, you didn't have a choice, a choice of colors. But... Uh, the only thing is, it's a nice car, but it's just uh, I'm I'm six four and it's very difficult to get into it unless the top is down. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Now, does your your wife have a favorite to go uh, go out cruising with you, Bruce? No, 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 oh, not okay. a no. Okay, I didn't know. Now, uh, is there no. is there one car in your Strict fleet? Go ahead. Strictly, strictly me. Strictly okay. me and my daughter. Okay. Is there one car in particular that you not not that any of them are daily drivers or anything, of course, but is there one right. car in particular that you drive maybe more often each year than any other? You know, not really. Okay. Not really. Okay. I just, uh, it just depends on how I feel on the day. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Basically, it's just, just, you know what, if, I'm, if it's a show, I'll just see what kind of show it is. And I'll take that particular car. But other than that, there's no rhyme or reason. It's whatever I feel like driving. I hear you. Is there, if there was one car you just couldn't part with of yours, which do you think it would be? Oh, boy. I know it's probably not an easy yeah. answer. That's, that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's a real tough question. <laughs> um, I would say probably you got to pry them all away from me with the 73 since I had since brand new. It's kind of like a baby to me. I understand that. I understand. You know? Yeah. You've, you've that's probably the one that's worth, that's probably has the least amount of value. How about that? Yeah. Well, sometimes sentimental, well, emotional, and lo you know, emotions and logic don't always go hand in hand, so that's okay. Yeah. I get it. Now, have you, you talked before about, uh, Third generation business, uh, that's amazing. I love to hear those family business stories. Um, where did the love of, of cars, and, and I know in between Olds and Ford, you're, you, I mean, you have a lot of focus there, but when did you first realize that you had gasoline pumping through your veins? Oh, geez, I, I, ever since I was a little kid. Okay. Ever since I was a little kid. Yeah, I remember back in... Uh, I was in 1965, I guess. Yeah, 65 when the first Shelby came out. Uh, my father's friend had a Ford dealer in New Jersey, and he came up into the uh, 
they just got the 350 in and came by the house to show my father. And uh, he just pulled it out of the street and he, he smoked the pies from, from one end of the street to the other end. And I said, damn. <laughs> you know? Now, if I had that car today, what, what an investment. Oh, my, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it's you. You've been there a long time, most of your life. That's long cool. time, long time. Were either your dad, your granddad, were they car guys? You know, uh, my grandfather, no. My, uh, I guess my father kind of liked it, but I was never really. No, basically, I just family cars as far as I remember my father. Okay, sure, yeah, that's understandable. Not yeah. everybody has the passion for our hobby. I get it. Yeah. That's understandable. Are there are there other vehicles uh, like the Great White Whale out there that you're still searching for that you feel like you, you want to have? That I want to have. They... <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's so many cars I'd love to have, but I mean, obviously, right. it's so unrealistic. Yeah. No, but to I... say there's a particular one, uh, I guess I'm probably leaning to a, 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 I always liked the 69 or the 70 Shelby. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time when I was in college, I had a 70 GTO Judge. Nice. That was, uh, and, uh, I was going to school in Florida at the time, and riding by a dealer, they take they took a trade in on a set on a '69 uh, uh, Shelby 500, and uh, I wanted to I wanted the car in the worst way. So I called my parents. And I said, "Listen, I want to trade the detail and I want to buy this this uh, Mustang." And they said, "My father said, wait a minute, you're going to take a 1970 car.'" Trading in for a '69 car, and you're going to pay him money. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. So that ended that. Yeah, I hear you. But, I hear you. Wow. Now, that ended that. Are there uh, car clubs and things? Because you're out in, in Long Island area, correct? I'm actually about uh, about 45 minutes out of New York City. I'm uh, on Hudson River, across from Westchester. Okay. All right. Are there a lot of car clubs and things that you uh, affiliate with, or not really? Uh, I guess a couple. I joined the we uh, we started our own uh, Oldsmobile club here in Hudson Valley, the Hudson Valley Oldsmobile Club. Okay. Uh, so we we have that going on. I joined uh, uh, there's a local Mustang club here. I also joined that, but other than that. For years, I was in another local club, but you know, you know, it's like they get too political after a while. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not that of fun. Yeah, I, I think that's a very fair thing to say. Truly, we have uh, plenty of politics with businesses and work lives and everything else. Why, why add to that? Absolutely, right. absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I, I really appreciate it. What other, I mean, when did you meet uh, Linda Vaughn? I guess probably years and years ago, uh, probably just through uh, Miss Golden Shifter and all of that being a, a two-time Hearst Olds owner, correct? I can tell you the exact time I met Linda Vaughn. There we go. Let's, let's get Listen, specific. You don't, forget, you don't forget meeting Linda Vaughn. 
That's true. Right? That's true. In in uh, Memorial Weekend, May 1974, race weekend. Matter of fact, it was the Saturday before the race in Gasoline Alley. I was at uh, I was in Gasoline Alley. A young guy. Uh, next, to, I was out for the Dayton Golfer Racing Team, and here comes Linda and the two girls walking up the walking up the aisle. Wow! And uh, you know that was. You just stand there in awe mm-hmm. and just say, damn. <laughs> and, you know, you say hello and whatever, and that's, you know, a little brief conversation and uh, something that sticks with you forever. You don't forget something like that. Yeah, and she is one of the sweetest people. Absolutely. Yep, she Absolutely. is kind and generous and uh, uh, just a, a really special person. Yes, she is. Yeah. So. Yes, she is. Yeah, that's that's really cool, and I really appreciate. I know she listens to a lot of these shows, and a big shout out to her for making the connection and making the introduction, yeah. so that we can get you onto the Cars of Carlisle podcast show. I really appreciate her doing that. She's a, she's a neat lady, and uh, I always will consider her a friend. Yes, she's great. She's opened a lot of doors and introduced me to a lot of people. She's a great person. Yeah, and what a memory too. Just how. If I uh, mention someone or something from the past on a show, whatever show, she's very quick to email and say, I met him or, yep, uh, Burt Reynolds and I uh, one afternoon talked to that person. Like, just really, really great stories and and has lived such an engaging life, for sure. Uh, Very cool. Well, what do you... uh, What do you think about just the the whole situation right now going on in the world and, and... uh, the whole virtual side of things. I mean, it's almost we can't get out as much as to the car shows. I know you were up at Ford Nationals. I think Carl Alves yeah. did a really great job of uh, pulling that all together. But uh, it's it's definitely a, a different dynamic these days. Oh, it's 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 really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult because basically it's work home, work home. You don't yeah. have a lot of you know everything's canceled. Yep. No place you can go. It's it's terrible and. Uh, Thank God that Ford Nationals, that's the first show I had all year. And usually there's one going on every weekend. That's right. That's right. So, so it's real, real, real difficult to comprehend this year, that's for sure. Yeah, and we're hoping that next year is a, a lot different, a lot better for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, a, it's a whole different world now. Yes, it is, for certain. Well, how I would love for you to uh, have the the final word. Anything that you'd like to share, just a story or a memory or anything, uh, just in your time in the hobby and, and owning some amazing cars, particularly some very rare cars. Uh, it's an honor to talk with you and, and to have you part of this show. Well, geez, that was great. You reaching out and able to uh, obviously talk with you. I'm sorry, I missed you at the show. Yeah, we'll have to do uh, catch up next time. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, no, it's just listen. Unless you unless you're really into cars, you really can't appreciate how we feel. You know what? Let's let put it in better perspectives. Like uh, most women go for the pocketbooks and the shoes. Mm-hmm. I uh, I love the cars, so mm-hmm. I can't have enough of them. Yeah. And you know, it's just just one of those things. It is. No, it evokes some. You can't drive a ball, but they're all different. Yeah, and they, they all all bring different smiles to your face. They do, and there's different personalities there. I, I, they just like 
um, you know, between the the Super Snake and the Trilingua, I mean, they're just, they have unique personalities no matter what. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. You can't get all things out of one vehicle. Never. So that's, yeah. I, I agree with you. And we're, at, at heart, we're still big boys just like our toys. That's it. That's what it comes <laughs> <out> to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Bruce, well, thank you so much. I wish you and your wife a great weekend. Best to you and your daughters and everyone. And and uh, stay healthy. And, and thanks for being on the show. We'll stay in touch. And can't wait. Next time you come to Carlisle, we'll have to connect. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. You take care. On behalf of the entire team at Cars of Carlisle, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode, spending time with friend and supporter of this network, Bruce Smith. And Bruce, thank you so much. We would love to have you come back to the show. Perhaps we can even do uh, another episode, but uh, that time with our mutual friend, Linda Vaughn. Now, it's time for that trivia question answer I owe you. Trivia answer is, the year was 1970 when Oldsmobile first paced the 2.5-mile oval at Indy. And I thought, you know, how about a trivia question bonus this week? All right, so here's question number two as a bonus. Since we're on that 1970 model year, let's go with another one. What engine did the 1970 Cutlass W31 get, what was it equipped with? That answer, in 1970, the W31 option came out uh, with the 350 Rocket V8, which was putting out 325 horsepower. A lot of that, the reasoning, uh, as I researched, was obviously this was coming into the fuel crisis, so, um, because of that, operation costs, trying to uh, use less fuel, be more fuel economical, uh, also help with insurance rates. And when you compare that to its big brother, the 455, it certainly was a more manageable car to live with, to insure, to, to fuel up and, and maintain and, and operate uh, just on a regular basis. However, interestingly enough, the 350 Rocket V8 equipped uh, 70W31 was able to, to bang out the quarter mile in under 14 seconds. So it didn't do so poorly. It actually wasn't uh, uh, that far behind the 442W30. As always, we thank you for being part of this. This podcast is our passion. My team and I are excited to have you come back again and join us next week. Just remember, this is all about you. This podcast is for you. We want to hear your voice. Email us at carsofcarlisle.outlook.com. I read every email. I'm in there every single day. would love to continue to see your feedback, suggestions, topic ideas, whatever it might be. We take that very seriously. Because together, it's all about car community, car culture. And until our next road trip together in the coming week, I'll end by saying, drive well, be well, take care. <laughs>